Hi, welcome to Andis Writing, a tipsy writing podcast for one of our mini episodes. I'm Amy Avery, writer of adult fantasy. I also self-publish under the pen name Avery Ames. And I'm DC McNaughton, speculative and historical fiction writer. So grab a drink, pop in your earbuds, and enjoy today's episode. Hi, so today we're going to talk about etiquette when navigating interactions with readers. So within social media, reviews, at in-person events, those sorts of things. This has been a contentious topic recently with readers being like, please, authors don't come into reader spaces and authors, some of them not abiding by this general common courtesy. Yeah, you know, when I take a nice hard look at my life and I think about all the writers that I really look up to, most of them do not have an opinion like, I, I don't know where they are. I don't know, like, how they talk to people. They don't really have reader interactions. They have their own lives. They hide their faces so that we don't, as readers, compare what we know about their books to their actual personality. I, as some, you know, as an artist, as a creator, who have I've had to interact with fans before, I tend to separate myself big time. And it's because... Everyone is so different. No one wants, you know, no one wants the burden of having to relate something that you said that they took the wrong way to like something that they really appreciated about your work. This is why I stopped meeting backstage with bands that I liked. And it wasn't because I, I had like one bad experience with a band I only kind of liked, but like, I didn't like that the mystery of like who they were had been removed. I felt like a little bit more removed from their work it's weird it's so weird and i honestly can't think of a reason anybody personally needs to be getting involved with reader circles like as a writer like i think it gets complicated when the writers that don't have social media presence usually have enough clout to not have a social media presence right um new authors are very much encouraged to have a social media presence because that helps put you out there it helps people like you it doesn't really move the needle a whole lot as far as like selling specific books, but it does have like a cumulative effect. So when you are in public, you're, you're going to meet other people. <laughs> so the big one that I kind of wanted to talk about today is the authors who go into review spaces and attack reviewers for leaving bad reviews or even just like put them on blast, like put them up on their social media profile. Like, look at this loser who gave me a one-star review. Um, don't do that. <laughs> don't interact with your reviews at all. Like, don't bring them up. Don't post them on your social media. Like, because if someone wants to believe that review, then you've lost a reader. Like, oh, I don't want to read this. Like, I just think, no, <laughs> never react with it. There's one, one exception Is there to this. And it's if you are directly tagged in a positive review, that means the reviewer wants you to see the positive review. And in that case, don't don't go like crazy, but you can put like just a, hey, thanks for reading. End of interaction. <laughs> yeah, you could. But it's if if they tag you, that, that means they're they're summoning you. It, it does. But, the, you know, this is a really hard, tough one, because the thing is, is if someone tags you in a review expecting you like to want to look at it um one thing that I've had uh you know in my art career is the moment I 
say, hey, thanks to one person, every single person after that who tags me in something expects me to say, hey, thanks. And if I don't, they take it personally. So the, the, the issue with like responding and actually saying, hey, thanks for that is that if you accidentally miss one, even like if you're like a gung ho, like I'm going to look at every review and try to respond to every person kind of, you know, and say thanks for everything. There is a chance that you will miss one. And I have had people get so pissed at me for not saying thank you to them, even though I had said thank you to everybody else. But like, hey, man, I've got like a bunch of notifications spilling through on my art all the time. Like, how the hell am I supposed to see every single I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I'm really sorry. Like, I feel bad. But the. the the thing is, is they start expecting you to do it. And then the writer or other creator does can become bogged down with saying thanks to people. I know it sounds crazy, but there comes a point where saying thanks becomes very, very difficult and setting your readers up with the expectation that you will say thank you might actually be, in my opinion, uh, detrimental. I think it depends. I think part of it depends on how many of them you're getting. Because I think once people, like, once you hit, like, a certain level of clout, people don't expect a response. But it's vague where that is. Yeah, but but then people, I, again, and I speak, I speak from, uh, I speak from experience here. Um, when I was so smaller and I said thanks to everybody and then I got bigger, people literally told me that I was becoming arrogant because all of a sudden I had money and I got big as an artist and blah, 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 blah. And oh, wow. Now you're like too good to talk to us. I seriously had that happen to me and it, it made me kind of a, a social media shut in. I think going forward, like now, if I ever answer questions about art or if I ever, you know, speak to to my fans it's typically in a setting um where i've set aside actual allocated time to do it like hey there's going to be a question and answers tonight ask me anything tonight for an hour i'll say thanks to all my readers like i will like you know i'll, I'll do stuff like that in an allotment of time for me where that so that nobody can say oh this was personal or oh you're arrogant or oh this or oh that like it's literally like hey i've made time to do this today for the next hour i'll be answering every single comment i can and, and, and people actually really like that because it makes you available. I do tend to, like on Instagram, I'll like every single comment that I get. Sometimes I miss the likes, but I find that liking a comment over responding to it has a lot less negativity. For whatever reason, people don't get on your ass about the likes. They're like, they don't sit around and say, oh, that person didn't like my, my comment. <laughs> I think at that point, they just assume you didn't see it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And I do also wonder, I don't know for sure, but I do wonder if the cultural norms between the art community and the reader community might be a little bit different too. I don't know. Because I haven't seen that as much with readers. I haven't seen readers like on Bookstagram, book reviewers, book bloggers getting upset. And I'm not saying it doesn't happen. But I'm wondering if it might be less common. For me, it didn't happen in public. It happened in private messages. It happened in emails. It never happened out and in in about, you know, just, you know, be careful because you might be a like you, for instance, you might be really into that idea. And I think that 
it's just, it varies from person to person. Cause like if, if you're a person who really wants to say thanks and respond to those comments, it's important that you do that. Whereas for me, a person with this kind of trauma, knowing my boundaries, you know, being careful with what promises and expectations that I, I put on people, I just, I'm really careful with them. I think it really depends on what your personality is, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it depends on how much bandwidth you want to put into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, you were right. It does take time. It yeah. takes time to to do this. I, I do it when I'm on the couch watching TV. I'm just like scrolling through Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of people who do. Like I, I know like bigger writers, actors, musicians, they'll sit on their couch and answer and respond to comments and it's really cool and i want to be able to do that someday i just might say hey i'm sitting on the couch tonight and then i might open it up to do it because yeah it just kind of creates the space i know on instagram people do like live uh chats and yeah, stuff instagram live yeah those are really fun i think that's a really good place to do it um and it's just it varies you know, it's not that I'm ungrateful. I've never been ungrateful. I always tell everybody, thank you all the time. You know, um, I just address them as a big, like if I get a whole bunch of comments on one piece, I will like make a a post that says, Hey, I have been seeing all your guys' support spilling in all night. I just have to say, thank you so much. I am overwhelmed. I'm crying, you know, whatever. And then I just leave it. And then people respond to those. And, and, and I don't know. I always feel like I've shown my gratefulness. I've shown everything that I need to, and nobody's ever mad at me. And it feels, it feels good. But can I speak to the differences between the writing and the art community? No, I can't. Yeah. I don't know either. I can't assume that it's, it's not that terribly different because people get entitled, like not everyone, but there is a 1% of people who show up on the internet and suddenly they're like, oh, I'm entitled for you to answer this comment because you've answered somebody else's comment in the last eight minutes. And it it do get a little stressful. Yeah. You know, um, but again, I, I've not had a published book yet. Can't speak to it. No clue. <laughs> <laughs> and my other tip is if you are one of those people who does want to comment to reply or whatever, Probably the easiest thing to do for your bandwidth is to pick a platform. Mm -hmm. So people know, you know, Instagram is where this person is. This is where I might get a response. I'm not going to get a response on, well, you know, most people aren't going to get a response on Twitter anymore, but, (laughs) (laughs) or I'm not going to get a response on Blue Sky or they're not really active on TikTok or whatever Mm -hmm. may help a little bit reduce the amount of like feeling overwhelmed. But, you know, like I said, it's going to depend on how much energy you want to spend if you find that rewarding if you find it taxing just make sure to take care of yourself if you choose one over the other and then it starts to feel not right or like it feels like too much or too little just tweak the way you do things like you know sometimes i'll find like my user interaction is low and i'll i'll open a forum for me to talk to my fans or whatever and that sounds fun for me i do like that idea of doing like an Instagram live or something yeah. where you're still accessible, but at on your own terms. Yeah. Yeah. And I do admit there's times where I'm just like, I am having a busy day. I'm having a low energy day. The best I can do is likes. <laughs> yeah. Or just a post that says, Hey guys, see ya. Thanks for coming by. Yeah. I'm so tired today and I'm going to die on my couch now. People love seeing updates <laughs> like that. Like they love seeing that you spent all day reading comments and now you're going to pass out on your couch. Like that's the kind of good, well, I'm going to say tweet, 
but tweets don't really exist anymore do they technically they do but <laughs> we're no i always like <laughs> i always like seeing the creators that i follow posts like that it, that's why i follow them i want to know their day-to-day uh, that's why i'm there so yeah it's it's different for everybody know your boundaries and know that if you've started doing one thing you can Make a post and say, hey, guys, I spent a lot of months liking and commenting on your posts, uh, but things are getting kind of hectic now and I've had a lot less time to do it. It's nothing personal. I'm just not answering them anymore. And you're allowed to do that so that you can breathe Mm -hmm. and write more books, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just want to like towards the end of this episode, reiterate, do not ever interact with the reviewers unless unless you are tagged and then you can choose whether to whether or not to. But don't go into Goodreads and reply to reviews that have not tagged you. Do not reblog a post that mentions your book but doesn't tag you. Because what happened, very briefly, is there have been instances where, for example, an author said, hey, this, you know, this loser gave me a one-star review, and this author had a huge platform, and this reviewer didn't. And now all of this author's fans are, like, coming after that one person. Which is sad. Or... There have been extreme cases in which authors have stalked negative reviewers. So reviewers are understandably a little jumpy when an author comes into their mentions and was not asked for. Yeah. You got to kind of understand the the power imbalance that's going on there. Yeah. When you write a book, you open yourself up to one-star reviews. That's just how it is. Yeah. And while those one-star reviews are not always deserved, and uh, sometimes they are very mean and rude, just ignore them because like- just be the bigger man, you know, be the bigger woman. Ideally, ideally, do not look at reviews. I have finally hit the Zen state of not looking at reviews. And trust me, it's a better place to be. The only responses I've ever seen to reviews that like I actually like are when I'm like on Instagram and somebody has poked that candle company and left a one star review in the comments. section. like, I would really not buy these candles because, um, you know, this and this and that. And then the person will the, the candle company will actually respond and be like, hi, we've read this and we really want to fix it. Is there something that we can do? Like, it, like, is there is it the scent that's bothering you? Like, you know, and, and they'll actually fix the product. <laughs> that's different because you can't go in and like fix a book you know yeah you put it out into the world that means the world is allowed to comment on it yes and you gotta shut your hole it can be situational (laughs) but typically just let it alone because the reviews aren't there for you they're there for other readers and even if it's a troll or a bigot don't let them win it's usually best not to engage if you do if somebody does call one of those to your attention if one of your friends is like hey this person's leaving like a bigoted one-star review Ask them to report it to Goodreads. Yeah. Or whatever platform it's on. You can. Yeah. That'll take care of it. Do not respond. (laughs) Yeah. I've, and again, this isn't the writing world, but I've had issues where people will spread on other websites and I typically don't say any, I just don't say anything. And then it just dies within like a week and nobody remembers what happened or what happened. I'm just like, okay, it's done now. That person got mad and had their moment of anger and now it's over. And if a lot of people, if they see a one-star review, that's like one star, this is gay. A bunch of people are going to be like, yes, super gay. I love it. Love (laughs) me some gay stuff. So Uh. yeah. Yeah. I think that's about all i gotta say about that one <laughs> that's that's what i've got everything is situational guys it's not not one shoe fits all on this one you know yeah that's it okay well 
All right. We'll call it for that. Bye. Bye.